back, everybody, to the Deposit That Podcast. I'm sitting here with a friend who became a friend recently, but we've known each other for probably close to a decade now. Steve, Steve, welcome to the show. How you doing? Welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't really talk too much, but I felt your presence. Did you? Did you? So I, so I think it was 2011 when we both worked for United Northern, right? Yeah, that's about right. I know I came in and we opened the Bronx office, but you were out in Long Island. I remember mm-hmm. we used to have to, I used to absolutely fucking hate Driving from the Bronx, yeah. right? At the time, doing 12, 15 deals a month for Monday morning meetings to yep. be told, guys, you need to do three deals a month. I'm like, three deals a month? I'm doing fucking three deals a week. What <laughs> I, I got to show up to these fucking meetings and drink this Kool-Aid. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about that time in 2011, what you remember. United Northern Mortgage Bankers, um, great shop. I think I spent on and off probably close to four or five years there. Don Giorgio, shout out, great guy, honestly. At that time, I would say kind of just starting to feel my way through the industry. I had uh, had been in for maybe at that point like four or five years or so. Things really started coming together at that place, really started hitting my stride. Now, what got you into the mortgage business? I worked at uh, Geico Insurance, shout out, great place. Like, learned a lot, man. Learned, uh, learned well, cust- customer, customer service, yeah. customer yeah. service yeah. all the way with that place. Yeah. I spent about seven years there, 19, 19 I started, and then my brother actually got into the mortgage industry. Like everyone else's brother. <laughs> right? Yeah, and uh, he just, he honestly, started killing it. And, you know, a few phone calls, a couple months goes by, six months goes by. What year is this? Now we're putting it at uh, probably like 04, 05 okay. ish. I was like 18 that. to put that in perspective. I was yeah. 18, catching, um, catching balls left and right, sitting I'm on only the bench. a couple board. years old. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I made the jump. Household finance division of HSBC, banging the phones, cold calling at night. Learned it that way. The hard way. Yeah. Now, yeah. what did you focus on when you got into the business? Was it just cold calling? Was it going out and meeting people? What was your business model back then? At that point... Because there was no internet really back then. There yeah, was, oh, but not yeah. much. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing about, say, our age, yeah, our generation, yeah. is we kind of see that, that quick sure. transformation, sure. Which, is, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, if someone flipped the switch it. on. Nuts. So, straight up cold calling. Lead-based. But that's the Long Island broker boiler room mentality. I mean, like, again, so yeah. I never came from that mentality. I know the mortgage business was like, pack as many... Pack as many jerk-offs in one room as yeah, you can. Yeah. Call as many people as you can. Yeah, and we were. We were Rob we as were many fun. people we as fun. you can. <laughs> yeah. Fucking you know, do wrong by them as many yeah. as you can, right? Yeah, and unfor- I mean, unfortunately, but that not, yeah. not saying you. That not, wasn't everybody, but it was a lot of that. It was the, unfortunately, it was the masses, yeah. right? Where they yeah. were just throwing people into loans to throw people yeah. into homes, right? Yeah, so yeah, I feel sure. like you're sure. one of the good guys in the business that kind of made it out of the gutter, if you will, right? That gutter mentality. Let me let me jump off that because when the crisis hit, Okay, which was was kind of shortly after that. Yeah. I had to make a choice. I mean, I was still a young guy, didn't know what I wanted to do, right? And I thought about getting out. But because of what you just said, I said to myself, you know what? This industry is going to clean up. I'm going to bank on that. I'm going to bank on this is going to clean up. It's going to become more professional. And maybe this be- can become a business for me. Yeah, and, and I respect the hell out of that. I can tell you that. So as you know, so think about it, in 2011, right? Mm-hmm. I was 24. Yep. But then the perspective, right? So when I came to a United Northern, for example, right? Again, I was already doing deals and business that people were like in the business 15, 20 years trying to do. Yeah. So part of the reason why I've respected you along the way and reached out to you, and that's why we mm-hmm. connected pure gentlemen over social media, yeah. was because 
you were never that guy that talked shit about me, hated on me, yeah. was jealous of me. I remember yeah. we would see each other, like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, yeah. what's up, man? Like, yeah. you go your way, yeah. I go my way, it doesn't matter. And, yeah. like, it was like a mutual respect. High, high five through, through, through eye contact. Seriously, you know? You know? Yeah. And I feel like, but I feel like that's so the opposite of the mortgage business and the mortgage culture, right? Especially, again, you have a couple of years on me, but I was a 24-year-old fucking kid wearing probably a three-piece suit fucking just coming in like a bull in a china shop trying to get shit done. Yep. So I guess, where did you learn not to be like a jealous prick? And where did you learn to just show a mutual respect? Because obviously you're in an environment that is breeding jealousy. Going from Geico into the, the the heart of the mortgage industry as you describe it right there was you know <laughs> was, was, yeah. it was a culture shock for me. You know, I went from a corporate customer centric vibe, you know, Berkshire Hathaway owned company, really really reinvented customer yeah. service, you know, yeah. and and I, my pedigree is from that place and I just give them mad props. I mean so much on But I made a decision to leave. I just felt there was a chance that I could and I wanted to take. And when I came over to starting mortgages, I mean, yeah, man, it was different. It was different. But to answer your question, I mean, I was always kind of that way. I was never, like, I was young. I made mistakes. We all do. Hot shot. We all do. Big, giant yeah. ego. Yeah. Thought I was ever, whatever. Buy but, bar. but I was never mean. Ever I was, mean. I was never mean. Me either. And I got that from my mom, and I got that from my dad, and I got that from my whole family. Just wasn't mean. It wasn't in our nature. You know, my dad, he would pull, he's the guy that would pull over on the side of the road. I mean, I can't even remember how many times he did that as me being a kid, him seeing, yeah. helping people yeah. out, you know. Yeah. So my mom the same way, you know, and the whole it's family. So, so I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable in the yeah, mortgage industry, you know. And, and did I make the right decision? Who am I surrounded by right, right now? Is this? A I mean, I know for a fact, I, yeah. you, you are who you surround yourself with. And when you're like, again, when you're a 24, 25, 26, 30, yep. 40 year old human, right? You're still impressionable. And yep. whether you want to be, demonized by people, right? Mm-hmm. Even just being around them, you are because you're absorbing their energy, right? 100%. So you're sitting there like, hey, I really yeah. want to do right by this person. This guy's like charging yeah. extra $2,000, you know? And yeah. you're like, fuck, I could really use an extra 2000 for the weekend, yeah. you know? Or like, man, I could really give somebody an eighth higher rate and make an extra point. You almost struggle, if I say this the right way, you almost struggle to make the right decision. I can tell it, you for a fact. It almost feels like wrong with listen, the people you're around. Without, without a doubt. I can tell you, know? you for a fact, my insides, like if you like yeah. drew a line down the middle of me, my insides every day when I got home would be gutted, right? Yeah. Right side was like, don't fucking do this. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. My left side was like, Wait, you just work 17 hours, you know, today. You deserve to make a lot of money. You know what? Someone's got to pay for those three people that, you know, did you wrong or those four people that robbed me or those five people that canceled their application and got yeah. lied to by somebody else, yeah. you know? So yeah. it was like, yeah, well, someone's got to pay for it, but does it have to be Mrs. Smith? You know what yeah. I mean? No, and, like, yeah. you're in that constant tug of war of sure. doing the right thing. And because the mortgage business is what it is— Every single day, every single transaction, and you know this just as well as all the other good guys and girls out there, mm-hmm. right? Every single loan compromises your judgment and integrity. Every single loan, yeah. whether it's not disclosing the truth of a fact mm-hmm. or underquoting a rate or lying about closing time, yeah. every single person has to lie in order to keep a pipeline in the mortgage business. And I don't care what anybody says, anyone that wants to challenge that, you're fucking lying. Mainly about timing. <laughs> you know, serious, but I mean, serious. I mean, when it gets busy, be you know, you. and it's not because of you lying. Yeah, it's no. because I'll give you an example. I, I sent a bank a business loan last week, and I said, "Look, 
if you get this loan done by Friday for me, I already knew it wasn't going to be done by Friday, but we're negotiating, right? Yeah. I'm going to get one of my clients to put a quarter million dollars with your bank, right? The guy's like, Dave, what's up? Jeff, I love you, but I could do Monday, right? Wake up Monday, client Ray texts me. I shoot Dave a message. Dave, you know, you said Monday, like it's Monday morning, like just making sure we're on pace today. Yep, you'll hear from me by the end of today. Yep. I go to bed last night, wake up this morning, still didn't hear from anybody. So I met, yo, what's good, man? Like, I told you I needed it by Friday. You promised me Monday. Now it's Tuesday morning, and I have three more text messages, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning, now Tuesday morning from the client. Now you're putting me at risk when I have something in writing from you, and he's basically like, I wish everyone at the bank had the same urgency you and I have. Yeah. Well, you and I were talking in the hallway saying, no, uh, people like that are good for us, right? <laughs> they let us step out and shine. You're right. Again, um, but, but it's almost know, like I always tell people, like, look, yeah. I truly don't think I was great in the mortgage business, right? Yeah. I didn't make myself great or as great as I could have been. Yeah. My competition made me, made me look great because they sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, as far as like timing, I mean, I, lear- I learned a while ago that if the bank is telling you seven days for commitments, twelve, you got it. Right. Just right. just set up the right, right. expectation. Right. Look like a hero that way. Yeah. You know. So in that sense, maybe you're lying, but it's a good lie. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Sure. I always say, like, look. At the end of the day, if I can control something, here's where like my problem used to be. Right. Up front, getting the documents, meeting the client, dropping everything to get whatever is done needed. Mm. I'm immediate. And you can see like I'm an immediate mm. type person now, right? Yep. But then once you send the loan into, I always call it the abyss. Yep. Processing, underwriting, opening, closing. Like you never know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. So it's like, Jeff, your service fell off. I'm like, no, my processor just sucks. Or like, yeah. well, my closing department emailed me at 11 a.m., uh, saying we're going to close at 12 and it's three o'clock. Like I, I, I'm relaying the message. So what I yeah. made a habit of doing for all you loan officers listening is, mm. Hey, Steve, here's the email from Betty. Betty said she's working on it. It's 11 o'clock. This is now in Betty's hands. I'm going to keep aggressively pursuing and putting pressure on her to make sure she gets this done. Feel free to reach out to Betty. So I've almost changed my tactic to mm-hmm. sick them. Here's how I work, mm. but let's play good cop, bad cop. Yeah. They could tell me to go fuck myself. They can't tell yeah. a client to go fuck themselves. Yeah. You know? I mean, listen, you could say this story at any bank. There, You're right. There's just, it's human. It's there, humans. There are it's just humans. challenges. Humans. Any company, any business, any, any, industry. any bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the reason why I'm at Citizens Bank, all right? And I didn't know this going in five years ago. You've been there five years now? Took a leap five years ago in Mar- five years in March. Took a leap of faith, okay? You never know what you're getting Ever. into. Any Ever. business, right? Ever. First day I got there, there was a whistle-while-you-work feel. People were happy. People were helping each other out. Is everybody perfect? No. Yeah, You can't live in a fantasy land in this business. Impossible. Because when you do, you yeah. keep chasing, yeah. you keep hopping yeah. company yeah. to company, yeah. and you know been how it goes there. and so been on. There. So we've all done it. I did it. I was guilty of it. Different stage of my life right now. Different business, referral base. Different person. Different person, different partner. My wife, Amazing. Did she pay you to say that? <laughs> she knew it was yeah. coming. Hey, Crystal. Um, no, I mean, listen, the people around you, you know the deal. But, Sports you know, the thing, that, the thing that separates, we're not doing it perfect at Citizens, all right? But they care, okay? They care about closing loans. They care about my business. I don't feel like somebody's going to leave at 5 o'clock sending a bomb of an email on me on a Friday. Like, that. Just, it just... It sounds like a mortgage It business. doesn't happen. No, 5 o'clock, you're lucky. I used to get them at 4.58. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. 
You leave at 450. I'm like, you got two minutes left. You know how much you can do in two minutes? But the grass but, is always greener. You look for problems, you're going to find them. Yeah. You know, you just got to have a different mentality. But you got to be around people that you trust. I mean, I have an awesome assistant. She's amazing. I have a great processor. The underwriters at our bank are human beings. Mm-hmm. They're not up in an ivory tower. Yep. You can't, you know, yep. they, they call yep. when there's an issue. Yep. They talk to the phone. phone. They talk, yeah, believe they care. Can you imagine? No, they care. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying this doesn't happen in other banks. I get it. But where I am, I That's feel the norm. It, feeling the love, man. You know. So I sent you, you know, it takes a while to get for me in the mortgage business to send someone a bank or a referral, like again, I better trust you because if you screw me and my client over, like all bets are off. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm coming to your doorstep, but yo. I'm one big moving part. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I sent you yeah. our for your first layup or your shot, if yeah. you will, yeah, and walk client. walk me through that. Walk me through how that happened and walk me through receiving a referral, right? Yeah. From another respective colleague, if you will, in the business. And then walk me through how you were able to deliver for that client. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, getting a call from you was cool. I you know, hearing, hearing your voice on the other end. And I recognized it right away. And well, I've been trying to send you a couple of deals, but yeah, nothing ever panned out. Yeah. And we, and we hadn't, um, man, we hadn't spoken in quite a while. I mean, it was probably like a five or six year gap easy. or something easily, yeah, easy. right? Yeah. 13, um, I think it was. Yeah. But yeah, no, you, um, I mean, listen, you, you, you set it up the right way. You explained who he was, what the deal was. The guy, when I got him, obviously trusted you a hundred percent, which, which was key. So we had that instant trust. You know, knock on wood, you gave me an awesome client, so thank you. <laughs> you reached <laughs> out to me. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, the guy's, yeah, the guy's, yeah. the guy's going great. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, listen, that's that's my business is referrals like that. So, but just um, tell everyone, so yeah. I'm gonna make you look like the hero, which you are. Oh. They came in. He had a quote, so yeah. he was basically like, "Look, I can't do this commercial deal until I get my primary residence done." I'm like, "Well, what are you being offered primary?" I'm like, "Look, I don't do those yeah. loans anymore, yeah. but I know everyone and their mother in the industry. Like, I can call yeah. in a favor for you. You know, like yeah. you're giving me your commercial investment business." Here, let me hook you up. Yeah. So he's like, well, I got X, Y, and Z, and then someone offered me 3.875 and a point. Yeah. And I text you, yeah. and I'm like, Steve, yep. where are you at? Because this guy got offered 3.875 and a point, and you were like, I think I could do 3.536. Yeah, yep. That was one of our... Uh you know, one of our niche products, which was awesome. So I priced it out. I was like, let's do it. On a $700,000 loan. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, jumbos and, and high balance, that's our thing. I mean, we we do everything. I mean, we do FHA, VA, our $200, rates are sick, sick with on. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, condos, co-ops, we do it all. But we obviously have certain niche products and you just you hit it right there in the wheelhouse with that. So. So is that kind of your ideal client? I mean, who is your, in your personal business? Yeah. I, everyone always says, yeah, I'm in the mortgage business. Everyone's my ideal client. It's like you're lying because no one wants to get that call to do a $50,000 investment co-op. Let's just be real, sure, right? Of and everyone yeah. wants a $2 million client, but then that $2 million client could probably go to any bank is going to shop you in most cases yeah. and beat you down a rate. So who is the person that should be reaching out to you to get a mortgage and what type of mortgage Absolutely. and what states? So, yeah, so I'm... Uh, you know, we, we do uh, 48 states, excluding um, Hawaii and Alaska. All right. Are those even states? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't so, think so. Uh, but the majority of my business is is New York, Long Island, Queens. I do some city business, but um, I do it all. Obviously, Jersey, I'll, take, I'll Connecticut. take Jersey, Connecticut, Florida. I do some loans in California. Yep. Pennsylvania comes along. Mainly, a lot of my business is New York, yep. Long Island. Uh, that's just where my referral partners are, you know, and where, I, where I live. But, you know, Jersey's great. I do a lot of loans there, a lot of purchases. In regards to loan size, I mean, my average loan size this year is probably about 540. Wow, that's a big number. Yeah, hey. and it's and that's been... Um, when I got out, it was like, mine was like 444. Yeah, it's been, well, it's been creeping up 
I started at 371. Started, yeah. I used to track all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so do I. I go back every year yeah. and I check that out to see, you know, where is my wheelhouse? Yeah. What do I need to focus yeah. on? But uh, that's a function of the market, too. Of People course. putting down less money. Of course. And then also and prices the, rising. The con- and the conforming yeah. loan amounts yeah. going yeah. up year over year yeah. over year. So I've been going up, you know, 25, 30 grand every year for the past like five that's years. Your money. So, yeah. So what's my prototype client? First time home buyer? Or? First time home buyer, uh, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred range, you know, putting five, ten, twenty percent down. I mean, people putting down different percentages, sure. a lot of low down payment sure. loans. Sure. If you hear differently out there, you're hearing wrong. Right. You know, you do not have to put down twenty percent. Forty percent of the qualified doesn't exist. Most people do not. Right. You know, yeah, why do that with money being so cheap? Smart money. Free money right now, basically. So um I don't like to put myself in, in one hole, but that would be like sort of like my prototype client that I get. Have you been able to manage your personal life with your business hmm. life? And I know you said you've been married for two and a half years now. How yeah. key is that having that support figure at home? It sounds like you have it at your office and at work, your key support staff. Talk about how much more important it is having that person at home. Hmm. Take that away and I'm nothing. Let's let's put it that Truthfully. way. Truthfully. 100%. I wanted to make a comment before. Let's let's be honest. What guys. the hell did you hold back for? Because <laughs> you talk too much. Oh. I love you. Um, I've heard that once or twice. Guy, no, guys don't grow up until their mid upper thirties. Maybe easily. even maybe even in the forties right. now. Until they All fuck right. up usually. Yeah, you make a series of stupid mistakes and you have fun. Yada yada yada. Whatever. You know, I met Crystal. It was a game changer. Game Legit. changer. Oh, I mean. Polished me up and put me out there for the public to see. <laughs> let's, Seriously. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Now, what's her background? Um, so she uh, actually ran her father's uh, family business. Okay. And, and, uh, along so she respected also. her father. I think that's key. If you respect, if a woman respects her father, then she can respect someone else, another Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Um, great family. Family business for about 10 years. And uh, then she actually got into finance after that so she's currently working for uh, three financial advisors supporting so, them does she break your balls daily or not <laughs> tell the truth i want that <laughs> you know what's funny as men we want it respectfully yeah. respect like respectfully break my balls you yeah. know keep me on the track so you what's know? your what's your what's your weekly routine like i mean obviously as you know you know being in the yeah. mortgage business to be a good mortgage person i don't care what anybody says you have to be responsive right yeah. and it doesn't matter if it's a responsive hey I'll call you tomorrow or, hey, can I text you back in three hours? But you have to immediately take in that contact and reply or else you're going somewhere else. How do you personally manage that aspect when you're away, when you're on vacation, when it's nights, when you're laying in bed, whatever, right? And how do you incorporate that into your daily routine? I'm jumping up and down with that question. You know, so first off, um, I'm an early bird. I'm up at... 4.30. 4.30. Every day. 5 o'clock. Naturally? Naturally. Just can't sleep past that time. Wasn't always like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't always like that. I met I met somebody um, four years back-ish who uh, changed my life, a life coach. And she, she gave me two instructions. She? She gave me two instructions. Not mortgage-related, by the way, too. Usually it's um, not mortgage-related. Two instructions. Get wake up, up earlier. earlier. And work out. Everything in the morning for me. That's kind of Kobe Bryant. Wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah, you know, I was I, I read that the other day. You also had made a comment on social media a couple of months back saying that... Uh, to you or, or uh, in no, general? No, just in general, yeah. you, one of you throw out there. You know, you said uh, you know, one of your, your biggest niche was your availability. Completely. I, I love that. Completely. I wanted to steal it. But, 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 it. but, so, but yeah, love so like, let, me under, let me also preface that, right, yeah. with I sacrificed 
my well-being, my life, my mentality, my relationships, my sex life, you know, <laughs> truth, I'll be honest with you, right? Yeah. All that stuff for that, right? Now, I wouldn't do it any differently. If I started over today, I would have to do the same exact thing. But looking back at it, I still question, was it worth it? If that makes sense to you, yeah. right? Because I missed out on valuable time that I will never get back. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I could sit here and say, not only did I do it, I could prove that I did it, right? Mm -hmm. And now I could help other people, whether it's yourself or other people in the industry, yeah, amazing. do it properly yeah. and avoid like the detours that I had to take in order to cope with yeah. sacrificing that and living with that internal regret and FOMO, if you will, because... Mm -hmm. I can tell you for a fact, and it was funny, I was on the way here, it's funny you brought that up, I was on the way here this morning, I was about to hop on the path, and I'm like, I could sit here today and tell you, I turned down hanging out with hot chicks, like late at night, because <laughs> of either a mortgage application, or having to be up early the next day. Yeah. And most guys in their 20s, they ain't doing that. Yeah, that's why I didn't hit my stride until my upper 30s. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, um, I'm up early, it's my bubble time. Anything that requires thinking, anything above the shoulders, I'm knocking it out in that first two, three hours of the day. I'm probably putting in eight hours worth of work in that three hours Seriously. just because I'm highly focused. Maybe I worked out. No one's bothered me. I get to work from home, which is nice. All right. So I bubble it out, get that done. I'm a big process guy. I've got... I've got a process for everything. So as far as like getting back to people, yeah. you know, I'm I'm big with the auto text replies. You built your own out or you took yeah. others? Yeah, listen, through, well, you know, listen, um, my, my wife calls it, my wife and my father-in-law call it R&D, Robin okay. Duplicate. Right? <laughs> I, got Robin I, Duplicate. Got I love that I got one, you. Right? I like that a lot. So I created some of my own based on mistakes I kept sure. making. And you evolve it. You evolve it. You know, I, I remember I actually, I literally had a point where I was, I was so frustrated and I sat down on a Saturday morning and I said, I'm going to write a what's fucked up list. How long was that list? It was a big list. <laughs> it was a big list. And the idea was what keeps happening? And why, and why does it keep why happening? Why does it keep happening over and over and over again? What's the solution? Whose fault is it? And you know one answer to that is, most of it. it's own, always your fault. Your it always comes yeah. back to you. Well, I think the moment you, you take know? responsibility that everything is your fault, even if it isn't truthfully. Once you realize that, you evolve. Completely. It, you, you, completely. you can't go anywhere. Then you eliminate the excuses. Yeah. You have to start with it's your fault. That's really where you have to start. Yeah, how could <laughs> I have done this better? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, so I, from that point, which was about four years ago-ish, yeah, I just started coming up with different systems, whether they be prefab emails prefab text messages, a way that I handle a lead. How do I follow up with that? What is you your know? follow what is, So I think it's important. So I've never, and it's funny, my yeah. friends, my, type, my friends, my industry friends, break my balls all the time still. Like, dude, you have no follow-up process with me. And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I, I, again, it's one of those things that it's a good thing and a bad thing, yeah. right? I was so busy, always so early on yeah. that I was – fortunate enough to never have to follow have to up that, because yeah. I had 10,000 people in the hopper yeah. and a thousand were always reaching out. Isn't you know what I mean? The, isn't that the trouble with learning any business when it's good? It is. Well, right. So, but right. my business never slowed down. Yeah. It never turned over. Right. Yeah. And there came a point where I couldn't keep going out and meeting new people yeah. because my phone was already ringing too much. So again, at one point I had five phones, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, right. It was nuts. Five <laughs> different area codes, right? Building different markets. But my thing, Steve, is like yeah. the follow-up process, especially in today's world with the CRMs and social media. Yeah. You almost could use social media as your daily follow-up to stay relevant. Have you incorporated that yet or not yet? Um, I wouldn't say for following up with actual leads. I'm, I'm probably still pretty old school. I have a spreadsheet. Excel, yeah, Excel yeah. spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I haven't made who referred shit. you. What the? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to switch over to a CRM. Uh, still, I, don't, I don't like the idea. I get you it. know, but you know, follow up is is twofold. So there's with the client, and there's also with the referral source. Correct. Listen, the referral source is trusting you to take care of this the referral client. source. Is usually more annoying than the client. Yeah, well, or some of them are not. But either way, they <laughs> should get. Either listen, I'm lucky. I have really good professional referral sources. I, I got to say I'm blessed. You know, shout out. I won't start mentioning names, but all of you out there that trust me, I mean, Thank I, work, you. I work with some yeah. true professionals. Yeah. Which is hard to find, but, and that's yeah. obviously kudos to you as well for building that. Yeah, well, you know, um, partially luck, partially, you know, when you find yourself in a good position, you take care, you take advantage of it, right? right. But, you know, but listen, the referral source should know what's going on, whether they proactively reach out or they just sit back and wait. I really try to let them know, at least I spoke to them or I'm speaking to them tomorrow or yada, 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 right? With the client, typically now you're getting stuff sent through the iPhone, whatever, you're getting a contact. So I'm usually a, a text intro so easy. initially Correct. Okay, yep. to see when they're available. Yep. Yep. Maybe they're available now, maybe yep. I'm not, but I at least like to do that. If I'm not contacting them at that point, it's a couple of phone calls and then I'll do another text. If I'm not getting in touch with them, now again, real old school, you're going to laugh at me, you. real old school, because most of the time I'm on the road or yep. just whatever. I just write, my, I write myself an email with the name of the client and the referral source, and I just have a trailing email of notes. And then when I get back... Why don't you put that in your notes section on your phone? Here's what I do. There's no notes back in the BlackBerry days. Here's what I do. <laughs> I, tr- I transfer it over to my Excel spreadsheet gotcha. at 5 in the morning when I wake up and gotcha. my, when my brain's fresh. So that's kind of like your recap. Yeah, so th- this is just easy for me to do. I could also use Siri and just speak text into my phone. So he- driving here, I love to drive here. I got. And you so do it more much, often. I got so much done. I'm gonna do it more often. <laughs> I got so much done in my car, though. It's great, right? It's every, actually inspiring. Every little thing that yeah. came to my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Taking phone calls, this, that, the other thing. You know. I used um, to say so when I was on the road. Not yeah. all I was was on the road. So like the reason why I always had like a, my car. So up until 2000, this is fucked up. Up until like 2014, my car payment was always higher than what my rent was. <laughs> Fact, right? Like it is what it is, right? Like call yeah. it whatever you want. There's yeah. different phrases out there for it. But I spent the majority of my time in my car. I called it my mobile office. Like yeah. I had a fax machine. I, it was a it was like a printer fax plugged with an AV outlet, or whatever, in the back. So if I need to print something, nice, bang, 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 bang it out. Laptop. I remember seeing those. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I had my little SIM card. This is 2010, <laughs> yeah. 2011. Like no yeah. one had that shit you back were ahead then. Of the time. No yeah. one had that shit, and I was told, totally. "What are you doing? You're nuts, yeah. right?" Or yeah. whatever. I actually got a quote on a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. I was going to make it like called the mobile mortgage office yeah. and build like a luxury office. Like nice. go meet people, come on in, get your loan and get like the hell it. out. Like 120000 I didn't do it though, right? <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. I can't fucking hang out in this, right? Yeah. But where yeah. I'm going with that is my old process, right? Mm. Used to be get in the car, play music, put the windows down in the morning. And it was that was kind of like my mental therapy, my break, because you get a lot done. And if the phone rings, obviously you check back into mode. Yep. But like going out there, even sitting in traffic, like mm-hmm. you have time to yourself to regroup. But my follow-up system was when I first started, look, I had a cubicle, right? I had a cubicle 
up until like 2016. Well, I had an office at United Northern because I opened up the office in the Bronx for mm-hmm. him. But everywhere I went, they were like, here, he was killing. I'm like, I do 30 million a year in business. You're giving me a, a cubicle? Yeah. All right, fuck it. Now I'm just not coming to the office. I'm going to go out and work more, right? So I would have white paper, right? And I would write down the lead's name when it was given to me in black. Again, Joe Smith, right? And then I had green, yellow, and red. Green means, okay, went into process, that shit's going to close. Mm-hmm. Yellow is like basically like stop, yield, like basically hasn't done anything, mm-hmm. like pending, right? Mm-hmm. And red was dead. Makes sense. Like, all right, went somewhere else, said they're not interested in buying, rented, whatever. And that was my follow-up system. So I knew every day my goal when I got back to the cubicle was to have probably five or 10 more names on it. So I wasn't focused on just doing deals, right? Yeah. I was focused on... I needed to build that farm system, that pipeline, sure. and the color scheme. I, there better be more damn green on there than any other color, because that's how that's when you know the money comes in. Yeah. So I think it's interesting how people make their own processes yeah, and follows sure. up. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm so again, I'm pretty much I would say old school still right now because I'm using Outlook sure. correlated right. with Excel. As you know, as you learned on. Yeah, but you know, but listen, with the with the smartphone, I mean, how easy is it to do business and to follow up? Do you ever think of making I your mean, wife your assistant? <laughs> Has that discussion come up? Conversation's been had, and it I'm would sure. be. A wonderful thing, but you know, not yet. It's yeah, not yet. So every year, do you set goals for the amount of deals you want to close, volume you want to close, money you want to make? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. How do you how do you come to those numbers? So you know, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back on the last year. Um, how many loans did I do? Uh, what was the loan size? Where did they come from? You know, is is a certain referral source not working, and maybe I need to get away from that? Do I need to attack another one? You know, I'm not taking advantage of. So I'll do, I'll do that analysis, and then, and then I just, I just come up with based on changes I've made and what I think my growth is going to be. What total volume number am I going to hit? You know, what do I anticipate based on prior average loan sizes going up? So how many units is that going to be? Right. So, so last year I did um, 120 for 65. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a huge great. number. Listen, there's some. There's some bulls at my number. company that did a lot better numbers than that, and you know, but I am I'm right there, you know, for sure. I'm really proud of that. Amazing assistant, yep. Samantha White. Yeah, she's awesome. She's grinding right right now. So covering uh, your ass, yeah, man. But this year, this year, I, I challenged myself. I want to go over eighty million, and big to, number to do that. I need one fifty. That's where I'm at. So that's about. 550 average loans, yeah. 580 yeah, it's in, average it's in loans. That yeah, so it's a little bit bump up what I anticipate, which is actually almost exactly happened, so which is funny. How do you track on a monthly basis where you're at? So like, obviously, you know, you might have a slow month where you close five loans. Does that mean then you have to pick up 30 next month? Or like, I mean, listen, obviously, that's... Are that, you that crazy that's, when it comes down that's, to that's analytics? That's driving you, yeah. But, yeah. you know, you know my, uh, my manager, Mike Maglino, shout out, awesome guy, he sat down with me... On a weekend, came over to my house, sat down in my home office. Unheard of. Amazing. Sat down and said, hey, listen, this is how I do goals. All right. And one thing that came out of that meeting is I need to get about four to five leads a day. As you broke it down to. Okay. To, to get where I need to be. All right. So maybe you get one, one day. Maybe you may get none or Whatever five. it may yeah. be. Yeah. But human nature, if you get one that prior day, you're trying to get you know, 10 or 11 the next day. You try, well, you're, the you're, right you're, human, you're finding, competitive human nature. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. finding it somewhere. So sure. to answer your question, I mean, I actually had a really, really, uh, you're hitting home with this because I actually had a really light January closing month. But February no, should boom. No fall. Right. You yeah, know, it's the business. Just timing. That's why you do it purchases, over well, averages. Yeah. It, you yeah. know, so, but now yeah. I looked at that, that was hard to look at. 
because I'm just looking at that one month. Yeah. But my cumulative of January, February is going to be better Correct. than flight last January, February. So, but I'm still pissed. So I think again, that, but that, but that's in my opinion, like that's that. one of those like it factors that separates again the winners from the mediocres, right? And then the losers, if you will. And people don't like using that word. I like losing that. Look, if someone's a loser. It's only their responsibility to not be a loser, right? I mean, no one made them a loser. They chose to be a loser. They're doing stuff to keep them in that category, right? I'm hard on myself to a floor, I would say. It, it definitely. I agree. But, I think you have um, to be, though. But you have to be. You have to. You can't be happy. You got yeah. to be unsettled every day. Uncomfortable. Every day. Uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. It's my first time doing this. Well, I texted you this morning. I'm loving it. And I was like... Dude, don't be nervous. You're like, how'd you know? I'm like, motherfucker, I feel that shit from fucking Long Island, man. I, I can feel your energy from you're, Long you're Island. An, you're an empath, a digital, a, dig, a digital empath. It's a good thing and a bad thing. But I mean, so what? Yeah. So like, why? But okay, you, you speak about mortgages every day. You've been doing this 15 years now. You meet people every day. You're a master of your craft. What makes this particular setting uncomfortable for you or uneasy for you? Live is a little nerve wracking. Yeah, there's not people sitting in here. Yeah, I know. You know, here's what I what I liken it to. I love speaking in front of people. I love doing lunch and learns. I love getting up there. Mm-hmm. But so you're a people person. But like most people, and this is like I'm talking 10, 15, oh, yeah. 20 people, right? Yeah. I am so nervous. You feel like the shaking. So nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the minute I get a sentence out. And I go into my flow. I'm loving it. I don't want to leave right now. You're locked now. in. I wanted to leave yeah, before. Yeah. I was nervous. Did you? Well, you know, I was nervous, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? Yeah. Listen, I was the guy, you know, remember playing flag football. My cousin used to bust my chops about this. I was the guy that puked in the huddle. Sometimes because I drank too much. <laughs> but most of the time because it was nerves. Yeah. Yeah. But I would. Yeah. I would catch a ball yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. Ready to go. So it's the same thing with this. I just got to. We got to break the ice. Yeah. I think that's the, you know. Listen, that's most people, but uh, I love that. Well, I've always said, from my experience and my, call it, analytical review of the podcast so far, right, I've learned over time and I've reconfirmed that the true experts in today's world are humble, nervous, and they're a master of their craft. Mm -hmm. However, they think that their voice is not worthy of being heard, Mm -hmm. which is then the masters are suppressed by all of the ancillary noise from the non-experts in the marketplace trying to make the noise to become the experts. Yeah. And if you yeah. learn or take anything away from today, forget about the experience, forget about your nerves, forget about your story, yeah. it's all worth nothing. That's right? powerful. That's powerful. The true experts spend their time on mastering their craft, not going out there and creating a circus. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I'm getting closer, I would say. But when you master that, I mean, you're on a whole new level. You're on a whole new level. Yeah, man. And I I share my own experience only because I was one of, I don't even know if I was the first, I don't know if I was second to last, but doing it in the mortgage business, right? Hitting social media as hard as I did on my own, organically, my own way, Hmm. I still get a lot of slack for it. It's dumbed down a little bit now. Now people are like, this motherfucker ain't playing. Hmm. But 17, 18, even, you know, part of 19, it was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I'm like, well, honestly, I make it up for lost time because I was quiet for 10 years. And I yeah. watched shit go on that yeah. I didn't feel like I didn't want to go up against the masses. I felt like that kind of like that lone ranger. I can, I can relate that a little bit, of, a little bit of being lost kind of half in. 
kind of like shut up, put your head down, yeah. do your thing, come and go. Maybe yeah. have one or two quick outbursts, if you will, like on stuff you don't stand for. And you know what, though, man? Moving. Getting around the right people. Well, I think social it's, media does that better just, than anybody. So you know what's interesting? So you'll appreciate this. So, again, I do a ton of self-reflecting. I mean, like, the majority of my day, if you look that in percentages, I would say the majority of it is self-reflecting. Yeah. Right? Out of everything I do in my life, gym self-reflecting, right, if you will. When I first got into the mortgage business, right? Now, don't forget, I was 20, mm-hmm. right? I really didn't care. I really didn't know. I didn't really have any expectations. Kind of like, hey, what's up, man? I'm out here, you know? You know yeah. Going donut? You know? <laughs> like, you know like. But whenever you would walk into a real estate office, there would always be like that guard dog, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, we have ABC Mortgage in here. I'm like, oh, they suck. Oh, sorry, we have RHF Mortgage in here. They're our go-to lender. I'm like... The guy looks like he should be selling like socks, you know, or whatever, right? <laughs> but no, there was a buffer for you, the professional, to get to the other professional. And there was a big, the buffer, if you the guard, if you will, a wall mm-hmm. that was put up where only the broker was making money from the money being paid by the lender, right? Yeah. So what social media does is it removes all buffers. Absolutely. You're going direct, human to human, yep. with I don't care about algorithms. I don't. Pay, I would never pay for a dollar for any of that mm-hmm. SEO, any of that bullshit. Like yeah. I post shit. If you see it, great. If you don't, I really don't care, right. right? But you're able to attract the right person because if you see my stuff and you don't know me, you're able to make your own preconceived notions based on what you see mm-hmm. rather than Jill, the office manager, saying, hey, Steve, don't deal with Jeff because he X, Y, and Z. When meanwhile, you know, Jeff is actually the real deal. But Joe Blow, who's paying $10,000 a month in a desk fee, is preventing Steve, who deserves the deal, from getting it or getting in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, social media, I'm like, wow. I mean, you can control the perception. You can control the narrative. It's it's, it's unreal, right? It's dangerous in a sense, though. I can't even – can you imagine – if we had this in our 20s. Oh, my God. Forget about it. I think about that. Forget and about I laugh. It. I might be dead. I laugh with my friends. You'd be dead with me. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank God it happened at this time in my life. I get you. you I know what you. I'm saying? For real. Everybody knows hey, what A lot of people are swaying. Like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Yeah. Thoughts are going through my head <laughs> yeah. of what I might have done. Right. I mean, you got to be so... I mean, listen, I see people... You put it out there a little more than I do, and God bless you. You do it... I also, I also don't have any governance. Yeah. That makes well, sense. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. For sure. But you do it... You do it in the right way. It's, I try to. It's you. It's you. For it sure. hits home for the people that understand. Yeah. Yeah. You so know? I'm more of for the masses on my social media. Yep. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's my personal yep. life. It's my puppy, yep. my wife. It's yep. my family. Yep. Throw in a business article. That's throw, who you throw, are. Throw in a success story. Correct. I'm in, intentionally balanced a certain way and down the middle I get it. you know and i look at other people and i laugh and sometimes i get jealous i'm like oh man he posted that <laughs> i'd like to do i that. get those texts all the time like dude how did you say that i'm like this is the truth you know like what do you want me to do not tell you the truth I'd like, like come on i'd like to start something with that you yeah. know but yeah. uh it's a different uh but yeah look different you, you have to know your audience you also space, have to know yeah. your purpose and your message right yeah, yeah, now look sure. if there was ever a time where you were like i'm not doing mortgages anymore i'm sure you would have a different approach oh yeah but yeah. again like, yeah. and I've got, you know, what's funny? I, I didn't even post this. Someone literally said to me the other day, they're like, so we'll backtrack. And I, I love exposing myself, right? Because I can laugh at myself. Like, look, it is what it is, you know? Like, I am who I am, right? Yeah. So I remember being like 25 years old, sitting in the barbershop in the Bronx, in the hood. And <laughs> my barber was like, Dominican guy was like, yo, your hairline, man, keeps going back. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, I'm going to die soon, you know? I'm jo- like, joking. So now I sit here at like, 
30. I'm like, I always tried to get a haircut that like kind of like covered up my receding hairline. Like it's part, it's men have it. It's part of human yeah. nature. Like you're going to go bald one day. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. it's, it's, it's probably inevitable. Right? We all are. Right. I, I shaved my head in wrestling and it never came back. Right. Yeah. So like, like <laughs> it, and we all lose at different times of life and it is what it is. Right. So I always yeah. throw a hat on, but it's not bad, you know, yeah. but whatever. So I go to my new barber. Now that I'm living in Jersey city, right. For three years, four years now, Christ. And Dominican guy, that's my dude. Right. So he's like, I'm like, I'm going to change my hair up a little bit. I'm going to let you do whatever you want. He's yeah. like, yeah, but dude, he's like, you're a professional where you wear a suit and tie. He's like, you should get a hawk. I'm like, fuck it. Hawk me up. Do it. Do it. So I get the hawk and I like it. I don't get, I don't care if yeah. anyone else likes it. I like it. It is what yeah. girls like it. Whatever. Right. Yeah. It's professional. looks clean with a suit. I'm not doing it to be a punk. I'm not dying in green. If I did, okay, then I die green. Right. So someone said to me the other day, you know, I really don't feel comfortable uh, referring you with that haircut. <laughs> Steve, I was like, then don't refer me, <laughs> yeah. you know? All right, if you don't want my knowledge because of my haircut, like, Thank you. that's how stupid you are. But I, you. I would rather weed that person out yeah. now, day one, right? Yeah. Then wait till three years down the road when I'm going to get when I get a tattoo that says, like, you know, whatever, you know, like East Side or, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But like, people are so stupid on that. I would rather weed out the narrow minded judgment of people now, upfront, day one. That's why I post what I post because by the yeah. time someone reaches out to me, they know I'm not playing games. Yeah. Like, I'm here to do business. You're all in with who you are, man. God bless. What do you think people, what prevents people from being that way, though, truthfully? You got to be confident in yourself. You got to be confident in your abilities. You got to know who you are, first off. As a man, how, how do you find out who you are? I know you've expressed some stories to me in the past that we've all been through. Tell me, tell me your journey on how you spent the last 20 years finding out who you were. What did you have to go through? Making a ton of mistakes. <laughs> it's valuable. You know what I'm saying? And and eventually uh learning from them and not making the same mistakes. And again, meeting my wife, you know, just just you a, really, a game changer. So that definitely changed the course of your life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you know the second you met her that she was the one? We both did. The second? Yeah. Like soulmate, like yeah. my rock, my everything. Yeah. It happened fast. It happened fast. And where, I, made, I made so many mistakes. Where were you courting, at in your her. life? All the things you shouldn't do when yeah. you're courting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? She liked that because yeah. I was being me. I, I think that's as valuable as it gets, though. Yeah. So you saw enough in her or realized the potential and the dynamic of the both of you hmm. to get your act together. You're telling me as soon as you met her. Wanted to. You wanted to. Yeah. It's, it's not, and no one ever made you feel that way like, before. You know, let me just say it out loud. This is not a, a had to. It was forced on me thing. This was organic, no natural. No, this was natural. This is the way. And it just it just happened. And I wanted to do so it. So literally just clicked. And I wanted to do it more and more and more. And things just started elevating. We went from a little rinky-dink apartment to have a, uh, going to a nice apartment complex and then a couple of years ago, I bought a nice house in, in Northport. And I'm not saying that to brag, but if I hadn't met her, or if you're talking to me 10 years ago, not even a thought. You're in a Ferrari and something. Yeah, it's just different, different priorities, different level. So would you say you have to hold yourself accountable, not only to her, but yourself even more now? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen. Um, you still leave your underwear on the floor? <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, everything I do. Is for the family now. You know, everybody has different definition of the family, but everything I do, it's beyond myself now. You know, this is my, my business, my personal life. That's what drives me. And knowing that it's being reciprocated probably drives you even more. 100%. And enhanced. 
She's my buffer. Like I said, she shines me up and makes me ready for the public. <laughs> you, I respect it. Someone's got to do it. Now, it's like going to a car wash every morning. I'm a very raw product still. Did you have, obviously, have relationships by multiple prior to that? Did you have any serious relationships prior to her where you thought that they might be the one? Yeah, I did. I did. Great, great girls, good relationships. I was stupid and immature. <laughs> you know how You think goes. that's really what it was? Or maybe uh, they just weren't the right one? Or Who knows, man? Who knows? See, I'm intrigued. Right? So I'm intrigued you in know. that part of life. Remember, I'm 33. I'm young. Okay. And as experienced as I am, I was never experienced in relationships. I never took the time yeah. for interpersonal male-female relationships. And I believe that your upbringing has a lot to do with it. Like, you mm-hmm. only know what you know and see what you see. I talk about that very often. Like I said, I'm an open book, right? So I think you have to figure out what you don't need and what you don't want mm-hmm. in order to figure out what you do need and what you do want, yeah. not vice versa, right? For sure. I mean, I had a lot of that, okay? But I also had some very good relationships. Mm-hmm. But... You know, personally speaking, I was selfish. I was all in my head. I didn't see it then. I didn't think I was that person. Neither. You know? But looking back now, that's just a it's just a different guy. I can't believe it. What would you say the biggest sacrifice is or was that you made for yourself and your wife? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um no more porn hub. <laughs> Or is there still porn up involved? <laughs> There's definitely still porn up involved based on um, that reaction. You know, I mean, um, I'm a homebody now, man. Listen, I'm I'm 42, going to be 43 in March. Um, yeah, you're still young. Still young, but, you know, your, your priorities, your mentality, things slow down. My favorite thing is sitting on the couch on a Friday night with Crystal. With a blanket. And just Having a couple of Love. drinks, chilling out. Love. I don't have the urge to go out to bars anymore. I never really stuff, had that you know, I, And I had my fun, and thank God I did. It was definitely healthy. Healthy, yeah, for sure. So I don't want to call that a sacrifice because I kind of like being a homebody. But I'm driven, man. I'm driven. And, you know. I, mean, I can feel that. I mean, like, family, so being around you, again, it's our first time spending. The, we yeah. spend more time now today than we have in yeah. our entire history yeah, we, of knowing we were each high, other. High and by guys. Right, right. We're right. very respectful. Right. To each but, other. like, you, like, kind of, like, exude that. You exude everything you're saying. I'm reading your energy, and it's 100% yeah. checks out. You know what I mean? It's it, not like, it hey, I make no sacrifices, and then, you know, something else yeah, tells no, otherwise. I like it. When I was a kid, I used to like to draw. I, I, I drew cartoons and I played Legos and I wanted to be an architect or an engineer or maybe a cartoonist, right? Total left side Still of the can. total left side of the brain stuff. You know, I didn't. My point is, I didn't grow up saying I want to be a mortgage banker. You know, right? But um, this particular industry happens to work well with what I do well. You know, at the end of the day. You can learn mortgages, you can read guidelines, you have good people around you, you can get the answers. I mean, I know everything because I have people around me that know things. If I don't have the answer, I find out. So the the mortgage part of it is is easy. But what I like about this business is the interpersonal relationships. Invaluable. I mean, I have a psychology education because of this business. You're dealing with people's finances. So you want to find out. You're a therapist and everything else. What did I say? Uh, I think I said it a couple of years ago that uh, that my job I'm, a, I'm I'm the FBI and a therapist all, combined, <laughs> all wrapped up combined, in one, you know, combined. and a best friend and a cheating spouse and everything else. So, <laughs> Jeez, you know? yeah. um, no, serious people. People act like you're cheating. No, all that stuff. What are you doing? Where are you? Why are you not replying back to me? Like, Yo, yeah. relax, my uh, you know, but that's you know that's but but having uh, working with good people, yeah. work having Kate. good having good oh referral God, partners. 
you got to make decisions like that, you know. Um, and you, and you know, you you work with who you are as well. You give it back. So I enjoy it though. Do I want to retire like anybody else? Of course. I don't know what I would do if I was retired. I'd probably go freaking crazy. Um, I enjoy the grind. I'm in the thick of it right now. I do see my path going your way eventually. I'm, I'm, I'm watching what you're doing. I'm so. really respecting it and liking it. it. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. And you, you got it. You got the model and it's growing exponentially every day and it's awesome. You know, you like to, you like to train. You like to educate. You like to hang out with people. You like to be innovative. You know, this is you. Yeah. God bless me. It's yeah, awesome. I appreciate it. Awesome. I definitely down the line see myself going into sort of like a consultant, trainer, sure. coaching sure. type thing. And give back. Yeah, and, and still make some money and yep. have fun yep. and be involved yep. and not rot. Yep. You know, yep. but right now I'm in, I'm in the thick. Yeah, stay relative. Yeah, I'm, I'm eyes on the prize right now. The market right yeah. now. What are you seeing? Obviously, purchases are booming. People are looking yeah. left and right. Rates are low. Like I said, a lot of people are going lower down, payments down. Sure. What's your personal forecast and understanding of the current market environment that we're in right now? Sure. Uh, listen, the answer to that question, where are you, right? So, I mean, you you know, you read articles. A lot of them are national. They're, they're garbage. Right. They, they Not don't relative. mean anything. Where are you, yeah. right? Hyperlocal. So, yeah, totally. So I'm on Long Island. A big part of my business is, is North Shore, Nassau. Suffolk More and, areas. and surrounding areas. Yeah. yeah, but also, you know, middle Blue class. Collar, yeah. I'm, I'm all over the map with yeah. that. You know, basically what you have going on right now is obviously super low interest rates, driving demand. You have a lack of inventory, especially in those quote unquote sweet spot zones, which are um, people looking for affordable taxes along with a good or great school district. Yep. Yep. And they're looking for something in the five, six, seven, eight, nine ish. You know, affordable. So yeah. that's yeah. that's like twenty people at an open house type stuff going yeah. on. All right. Yeah. So so you have an interesting market right now mm-hmm. with what we're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you have high demand, low inventory, low interest rates. So you have a lot of action. You have a lot of people buying while values are going up mm-hmm. because there's low there's low inventory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you ask me when that's going to end, when that's going to crash, if it's going to crash, maybe it just settles, which I think settles. it will. I see more of a yeah, we're, not, we're not in a crash environment right. anymore. We're right. out of the right. mortgage crisis. Yeah. And thank God, you know, right? For now. So, yeah, well, who knows what's next? Next podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't want to scare True. people. You know, but there, so that's what's going on right now is you asked me about appraisals, if I had problems with appraisals. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, never have problems with appraisals. Well, so, you I, know. so, not to cut you off, so yeah, when yeah, I say okay. appraisal problems, I'll give you an example, right? Mm. You have the client... That says my home is worth seven hundred thousand, yeah. right? It's like okay, you know, as a lender, you only need five hundred to qualify anyway, right? So yeah, it doesn't yeah. really matter whether it's five hundred thousand or ten million. Like you, you know, you're only asking for whatever two fifty, three hundred thousand in a loan amount, mm-hmm. right? So have you had an unrealistic expectation from client mm-hmm. saying home is worth X to yeah. appraisal at Y? I just had one come in three hundred thousand yeah. less than what the client yeah. said. I mean. My business is purchase business driven. Which is key. So key. And love it. Yeah. Never change it. Yeah. So I'm not in control of that. You know, the, the, the realtor's doing the CMA, yeah, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And someone's paying for it, it's probably yeah, it's it. You know, it, it's, that's fine. Now, refinances, which last year really started picking up. When, Big time. Um, well, rates plummeted. Yeah, it was at mid-year. They really fell off the shelf. Quickly. And, and quickly. Yeah. And, and banks weren't ready for it. At all. That's why there was so many Understaffed, delays. Understaffed. Oh, all God, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a hard year. Yeah. Best year I've ever had. Yeah. Hardest year I've yeah. had. But that's where that's going to happen. And, and listen, you got you to gotta do your due diligence. I mean, I, I don't 
No offense, but I don't trust, I, I don't trust anything. You go no. to <laughs> <laughs> I go to, to Zillow to see what it's not. My, my own house, it, it has it uh, in the mid-nines, and we, and we just did it, and it was 8.05. Yeah. So, God I mean, bless. So, Sell to yeah, Zillow. Because, buy it now. Zillow, buy so it now. Let me just throw it out there. This is what happened with Zillow with my own house, okay? You go, you go up north. You go past... 25A, those houses are on the water. And my house was being comped against an over million dollar house. That is not my neighborhood. Not by the water. Ooh, I'm so sensitive. I'm <laughs> yeah. so sensitive yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But I got a real appraisal done yeah. and they came yeah. in for the right. So that's, so that in a nutshell is what's wrong with Zillow if everybody wants to hear it. Yeah. Grabbing the wrong data from different neighborhoods, yeah. not your neighborhood. So yeah, I mean, listen, with a refi, I mean, you know, some people, you know, maybe they got an appraisal done a year ago. Okay, and you, you know the market, so you can get a gauge with that. You ask about improvements, whatever it may be. Um, some people have no idea. That, for me, if if it's a real estate agent that I know referred it, right. or I say go back to them. Go back to them and, and have them do sort of a quasi-CMA sure. for you. Sure. It's also a time for the real estate agent to engage with them and ask for referrals and all this. You know, you get the point sure. with that. Sure. So, But does it happen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, more so it will happen in an area that I don't know the market. Yeah. So as we close up the show, we always leave the listeners with one or two pieces, usually just one powerful thing to deposit that to their memory bank, right? Yeah. Deposit that to your brain. What do you want to be remembered for, and what do you think people, if they had one thing to do to implement into their daily life or career, personal business, what is that one thing you want to share with them? Well, let me just say this. You know, this is not for everybody, but I'm an early bird. I believe in getting up early and getting ahead of everybody. I think that's powerful. Work out some way. Yoga, Peloton. Whatever. Kickboxing, whatever it is. Get out and move and work. I mean, I, I was... I was saved from getting surgery on my neck. A personal trainer, Mike Fristo, my boy, he prevented me from getting surgery on my neck. We did it the right way. We built the foundation. Wow. We built muscles. Wow. Do I still have neck pain? I'm starting to get a little stiff yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up and move, and it's going to go away, right? So those, I would say, they work for me. If you're in my business or your business or any, any, anything where you're in, engaging with people and you have a lot of moving parts and different random things happen, have a system, all right? So I, I have a saying, okay, and it's be robotic with the process, but be human with your clients, okay? Mm -hmm. Just because you're the same way with everybody doesn't mean you need to be the same person to everybody. Valuable. Holy shit. Yeah, valuable. but you need to have the same system. It can't be haphazard. Haphazard lasts until you get busy, and then busy gets on screwed. top of you, and you're screwed. Well, I would say, like, <laughs> okay. when I talk about the younger kids you today, know you know, I talk to, like, the early 20s, and even, like, I talk to people yeah. that are, you know, 30 and 40 that just aren't there yet, right? Yeah. And I'm like, look, you want to be a millionaire, right? You're telling me you want to be a millionaire. Yeah. You need to pretend as of today you're a millionaire and set your life up as if you're already a millionaire and making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars yeah. a month, right? Because yeah. if you're doing the same things, making thirty or forty thousand dollars a year, mm -hmm. you're gonna keep living in that system, into that so. rut. Yeah. So if you wanna be a millionaire, act like it. Humbly, yep. but set your life up as if you already had it. What percentage is going into this account? What percentage is going into that account? Yeah. What's your life insurance like? Yeah. What is your budget? Pretend now. So in that way, when that cash explosion hits, mm -hmm. you're already stepping you know, to do with it. You're not caught yeah. in shock like, oh, man, I just got that $400,000. What do I do with it? You yeah. already have it set up with your system. I yeah. think it's the biggest thing. No. So I just want to close up with 
Hey, I appreciate you as a person. I value you. I don't value or respect many mortgage people, right, not because you, of the amount of business that they do, but because of the person they are. I don't give a Thank fuck you. whether you do a deal a year or 100 deals a, a year. If you're a dick, you're a dick. And if you're a great yeah. person, you're a great person, right? Yep. So thank you for being that. And lastly, I want to say I can confirm to everyone listening that you care. So if you want to reach out to Steve for a mortgage, he cares. Reach out to him and make sure that you give him a chance at your mortgage. And I appreciate you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks for coming awesome. on the show. We'll yeah. have you back on Exciting, soon. Exciting, man. For appreciate sure. Appreciate it. All righty.